Hello, I'm Christopher, and I'm your host for today. And today I'm just going to come at you with the pleasing power of faith. And the faith chapter of the book is Hebrews chapter 11. And it starts out saying, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And 1 Timothy 6 and 12 tells us to fight the good fight of faith. And you say, why is faith so important? Well, Hebrews eleven six tells us without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You see, there is a danger in not expecting God to do anything. But I say expect God to do what he has said in his word. And his word says in Deuteronomy 8 and 18, remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who gives us power to get wealth. And in Matthew 4 and 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God. Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rise against you in judgment shall you shall condemn. Chronicles 20 and 15, the battle is not yours, but God's Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Isaiah 53 and 5, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and by his stripes we are healed, just to name a few. His word is filled with promise, filled with hope, filled with love, truth, conviction, and it's filled with peace. His word is true. How do I know? Because I've tasted and I've seen for myself firsthand that is good. Romans 12 and 3 states, For I say to the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each man a measure of faith. Which means we are all created equal and faith is that equality. And I say your faith is measured by what you believe God is able to do. You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, because what I do understand is that you and me or we as men and women do not know what we are entitled to if we have never been told. Now, you know that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and seek just simply means to attempt to find something or in this case, someone. This is not a game of hide and seek, but it's a strategic act on our part, not to only find him, but also to find our place in life. And we say, well, I'm faced with so many obstacles in my life. So many things are stacked up against me. But you should not be concerned with how big of an issue you have. But your issue should be concerned with how big your God is. And it's your faith in God that delivers you, heals you, and brings you out of the thing that you are faced with. You see, faith is the only thing that every man has that is accounted to him as righteousness. Think of it this way. Who makes you think or what makes you think? A person is going, a person is righteous and is going to heaven. Is it by what they believe or is it by what you see them do day in and day out? You see, faith is not an idle word. It's an action word. Because as long as a car is idle and park, it gains no momentum. But when you put it in drive and you mash the accelerator, then it begins to gain momentum. Likewise, it's faith. It does nothing idle in your mind. But when you begin to work faith, it gains momentum and how do you work faith, you might ask? Well, it starts with trust. You have to trust that the thing that you are believing God for is not bigger than God. Secondly, you have to understand the res you have to understand and respect the fact that God moves on his own timeline. The reason I say that is because so often at times we think a thing should be over or this should no longer be affecting us or why am I still in this situation? Well, some things you can't come out of right now because the thing that you are trying to get out of 
love is the thing that keeps pushing you towards God. It's the thing that keeps you humble. It's the thorn that keeps poking you and letting you know that even though God is in control, we still have things to work on within ourselves. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians 11, 6 through 9. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in my flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it may depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness therefore i rather boast in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me therefore i take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches in needs in persecutions in distresses for christ's sake for when i am weak then I am strong. We have to understand strength isn't in what we can handle, but it's in realizing that we need the help of Christ in order to be delivered from ourselves. And thirdly, we have to stand our ground on what we are believing God to do. And the one key thing in it all is to never doubt or have thoughts of if it can be done. Because all things are possible to them that believe. And it is not by man's might or power that things happen, but by the spirit of God that things manifest. We cannot fight a spiritual fight with carnal thinking. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's not to scare you, but to make you aware of the reason you can't stop doing things that you have tried to quit time and time again. Paul says it like this in Romans 7, 19-25. And I'm going to be paraphrasing so you can understand what is, what is being said. The good that I want to do is what I don't do, but the evil that I don't want to do, that is what I do. So if I do what I don't want to do, is it not me that does it or is it the sin that dwells in me? So now I find that when I want to do good, evil is present with me. I really want to do the law of God in my mind, but... I see something different going on in my hands and my feet and my eyes and various parts fighting against what my mind wants to do, bringing me into captivity of the law of sin, which is in my body. He says, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Mm. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So with the mind, I serve God. But my body does sin. So now we know that we all sin and come short of God's grace. But faith is the evidence that I strive not to sin. But if I do, the blood covers me. And maybe that's a that is just a bad analogy to put here. But it's so relevant because people. We as people of God beat ourselves up about being perfect and sometimes we digress in the things of God because of something we did or because of something we didn't do. And when it comes to these matters, repent and turn. Repent just means to turn. Turn away from those things that cause you to sin. Stay away from it. Resist it. Run from it. At all costs, flee temptation. And don't ever think you are stronger than the temptation. For it is the spirit that is strong. It is the flesh that is weak. And until you are able to walk in the spirit, don't test the flesh. One of the main things that you should know is sufferings and afflictions will come. No one, I repeat, no one is exempt. Ecclesiastic says it like this. 9-11 tells us to 
I looked and saw under the sun the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happens to them all. So if you think that because of what you went through in your life, that you should be entitled to anything Think again. For Romans 8 and 18 states, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not able or not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Which means the suffering will come. And there are things that you must go through in order to carry the glory. Anyone who carries glory has been tested and tried. They have been washed over with the word. They have been fire baptized. But in less words... They are true believers. But make no mistake, though to whom much is given, much is required. Glory carriers don't normally happen overnight. And any regular person doesn't just inherit the gift of faith. This kind of faith that glory carriers possess is the product of growing faith. For the Bible tells us to go from faith to faith and from glory to glory in Psalms. 3419 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. I want you to know no matter what comes or what goes, God is still in control and he watches over us and keeps us. Weapons may be formed, but they will not prosper. It takes faith to believe these words. They are not things you can see. They are things that you trust God for. In other words, you take God at his word. I call it faith value. God isn't playing games with you. This is a, this is serious business and his business take front seat. As a matter of fact, he's the driver. We are just along for the ride because there is nothing we can do if he doesn't approve us to carry the weight of the manifestation of glory. For Isaiah 40, 28 to 31 says, have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping that God does for you? I just want to say whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you are destined to be, faith, only faith is going to get you to it or is going to get it to you. It's not your money. It's the blessings of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. God has something that money can't buy. And instead of running after a blessing, try seeking the blesser, the one who is able to bless. What is that we are faithing into existence? What are we believing God to do? What are we trusting God for? Are we even believing at all? The Bible says in order for us to come to God, we must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. First of all, do we believe he is? And secondly, are we seeking him for what he said he would do? And in all that we are expecting him to do, do we look for him to do something bigger than he did the last time? The Bible says we are to go from faith to faith. Is your faith progressing or does it remain the same? Are you still looking for him to put food on the table or clothe you? Matthew 6, 25 to 34 says, 
Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they never sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more of value than they? Which of you by worrying can add a cubit to a statue? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the ladies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all of these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. We have to come up from the man's mentality mindset and come up to a spiritual aspect of our being and operate on a level far beyond seeing, touching and feeling. We have to operate in the state of believing for Mark 6, 17 to 20 says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is the art of glory. The question is, can you handle the weight of glory? In all things, I just want to say that this is the pleasing power of faith. That you do not doubt. That beyond a shadow of a doubt is going to happen. And it shall not tarry. It shall come. God will perform the thing that he said he would perform. You have to believe. You have to stand in the position that he's called you to stand in. You have to stay there. You have to be content. You have to be you have to have perseverance in order to keep going. Don't stop. Keep moving. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's not, he, he's not, he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. But whatever he has spoken unto you, whatever he has spoken through his word, whatever he has spoken, whatever he has acknowledged to you, he is going to do it. He is able to do it, but it takes you. It is all conditioning. You have to be conditioned. You have to be in the right spot. You have to be you have to be in the right place for God to pour out on you what he wants to pour out on you. Put into you what he wants to put into you. Take out of you what he wants to take out of you. You have to be willing and obedient in order to eat the good of the land. You can't be sideways. You can't be in one minute and out the next minute. You have to stay consistent. You have to be there and you have to want it. You have to understand that God is going to test you. He's going to try you. You know what I'm saying? He's going. He's not going to test you, but he's going to try you. He's going to try you. He's going to try you to make sure if, if what you are faith in him for, you really want it. Because I will, un, I can understand this and I have been through this, that God will, 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 will see where your, where your, where your faith is. You know, he will see where your faith is. He will tell you, he's going to give you something. He want to see how long you're going to wait for it. I didn't say pray for faith. Faith is a fruit of the spirit. You should already have faith.
But what I'm saying, oh, you should already have patience. What I'm saying is that you can't be discombobulated about what's not happening. You can't be discombobulated about what is happening because it ain't going the way that you expected it to go. It ain't going the way that you wanted it to go. Sometimes things are going to go the opposite direction. You just have to roll with the punches. You have to know and you have to know with beyond a shadow of a doubt. You have to know in your heart, in the spirit of your heart. You have to know that God is going to do that thing. God is God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. He just wants to know if you believe that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. <clears throat> I gave you a couple of scriptures in the beginning that man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, thou shalt condemn. You know, God is really all about his business. He wants to know if you're going to be about his business because God has no time to play. He has no time to waste on on things that that do not matter. And, 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 and all this talk about the enemy, all this talk about the enemy, let's forget about the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Because he can't do anything that God doesn't allow him to do. Remember in Job that the sons came before God and came before the throne and, 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 and the devil came with Satan came with him. And he, he said, uh, and God said, where have you been? He said, I've been to and fro seeking whom I may devour. He said, have you can and God say, have you considered my servant Job? It was, the devil said, well, I've been looking for him, but I can't find him. Where you got him at? He said, I tell you what, if you take the hedge that you have around him, if you take it down, then I'll make him curse you to your face. God said, okay, go ahead. Do as you say, but do not touch his body. You see, you really have to be in a place for God. To tell Satan to try you. Test him. See where he at. He's my servant. He's been walking with me for, 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 from day one. He's been walking with me for five years. He's been walking with me for two years. He's been walking with me for 17 years. Whatever the case is, whatever you, wherever you at, he's been walking with me for this long. You can try him. You can test him. But I guarantee you. He's going to always denounce you and pronounce me his savior. He won't curse me, but he's going to give me the glory regardless. He may mumble. He may gripe. He may groan. He may even fuss a little bit, but he ain't going to turn his back on me. Does God have that same confession for you? Are you going to uphold his ways? Are you going to uphold his righteousness in, in, in the wake of sin? In the face of all the people who dislike you, in the face of opposition, are you going to uphold God's word? Are you going to be the truth that God is? Faith is the only thing that is going to get to you what God has promised you. Faith is the only thing that's going to get to that's going to get you to what God has promised to take you. It's all about faith. It can't be if God do it. It's got to be when God does it. And you can't have the mentality of I have to do something or I got to do something. You should have the mentality of I get to go through this suffering because I know after this suffering, there's a there's a more there's a more there's a more there's a more eternal weight of glory to rest upon me. You have to know this. 
you can't be sidetracked and, and, and have your mind going in different directions because of something that happened, because of something somebody said, because of opposition. You got to hold fast to your confession that Christ is Lord. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the head of my life. You have to stand fast to that confession and be unmovable for God. Where are you at in your mindset? Where are you at in your heart? Take some time. Evaluate your life. Evaluate the people in your life. Evaluate yourself, your feelings, all those things, your mindset, all those things that come up against you and tell you that God ain't going to do it or tell you that you can't do something or tell you that you're not good enough or tell you that you're not able. When the Bible tells us that we are able to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have to walk it out. This ain't something that we're just going to get. By just being here, we're going to have to walk it out. This is something that God had placed in my heart. This is a word that God had for me to, to, to examine, to look at, to think about. This is, what, this, is what, this is where we at right now. We are in the wake of faith. And we are in the wake of of glory. There is no glory without faith. There is no glory without faith. And God is not going to put his glory on somebody who does not believe that he is able to do all things through Christ who strengthens him. Y'all have a blessed day.